0: Alrighty, we are back for episode eight of the Laurier Football Presents Chalk Talk podcast. We have a pretty fun and unique episode this week with our first staff episode, other than coaching, and we have some of our support staff. And when I mean support, I mean this team would not work without these people. Uh, so this week we have trainer Jen Martins. How are you, Jen?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm well. And we have equipment manager Matt Fisher. How are you? Matt, Wow. We call Matt Fish.
2: Wonderful. Wonderful. How are
0: you? Oh, always joyous. Um, so just in this episode, for anyone who will be listening, we'll just go through some of their roles uh, on the team, their job and uh, description, responsibilities, and then some, you know, humorous stories they may have through their times uh, managing over 100 people. So uh, we'll start with you, Fish. You were originally a player at Laurier. And then shortly thereafter, your brother came in and was a player. And you obviously had some uh, enjoyment with the program and wanted to stay a part of it and, and made the decision to come on as the equipment manager. Um, just give us a little bit about, you know, why, why you'd like to stick around the program. Um,
2: I stick around the program. I really don't know the answer to that question these days. But... Um, <laughs> honestly like i i stuck around the program cuz when i was done playing i wasn't done like being around the game mm-hmm. and then it just became like fun like mm-hmm. i never thought it would be more fun than playing but then watching you guys practice i most days don't miss it <laughs> most days
0: for sure so. especially in the canadian weather
2: yeah, the cold practices when you stand around, stand oh. around, stand around. Oh, man. And then you got to keep running the same play over and over because half the line doesn't know what they're doing. It's great.
0: <laughs> That's great. And obviously, when, when Chris came in and you got to watch little bro go at it and, and start five years in a row, that was probably a good time too, eh?
2: Yeah, honestly. I told him I would stay as long as he was playing, but he's long gone. I'm still here, so. <laughs>
0: Hey, thank God. What would we do without a capable equipment manager? We'd be in shambles.
2: You'd have to hire Dave Marcy.
0: (laughs) Like I said, we'd be in shambles. Uh, And, and so from that, you know, you, you, some of your responsibility on the regular is, is dealing with the handing out of game equipment, managing all the uh, equipment that we need ready for practice, managing everything ready for game days. Um, getting all of our uh, uniforms ready and prepared, uh, including the name plates and everything. As far as any other responsibilities, did I hit them all there?
2: Um, I don't know. Like day-to-day is set up practice, tear down practice, fix all your guys' stuff because you guys don't maintain it. Um, <laughs> you know, make sure you guys clean the locker room. I'm honestly yeah. a glorified babysitter. It's pretty uh, great. <laughs> um
0: the locker room it can could get be messy.
2: I I could be called team mom. I mean I'd tell you to clean up your room, I'd tell you to do your laundry. <laughs> like so I drive you guys to everywhere, well at least your equipment. Yeah. So
0: game days wouldn't be a, a good good time without all that. So uh, Yeah, I don't
2: know. You guys have it way better than most teams, I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> hey, thank thank goodness for that. Um, and moving over to you, Jen, um, you, uh, before coming, coming to Lori as the trainer, you spent time down in, in the southern side of the border uh, working at the University of Buffalo and, and a couple prestigious players, one Khalil Mack. Um, you know, coming from your experiences down there, um, obviously very intense football uh, in, in Buffalo and in the States, I got to work with some high-caliber people, high-caliber players, uh, and then you were able to bring what you learned down there up to Canada into the Laurier football program. Um, How has that kind of transitioned for you?
1: Uh, It was, honestly, it was a steep learning curve. Uh, It's quite different. Uh, The American perspective, American football is very different than the Canadian system. Um, So yeah, I I always knew that I wanted to come back home to Canada. Um, And I, after going to school in the States, I'm like, man, we should have this athletic therapy available for our athletes. Um, So I, I definitely thought it was going to be an easy like one to one transition. Mm -hmm. Um, But the support that like the money, the support, the this priority everything is is there and i'm only one person so i it's taken a few years to realize like with two hands and just my brain uh i can't do what an ncaa team does um yeah. for their athletes uh, so i try hard but it's not a complete um transition,
0: hey, transition we we still keep our players on the field so so we're doing something right and thank God for, for a lot of the student trainers that have come through over the years that you've been able to kind of coach up to speed. Um, they a- are
1: my sanity. They, they are my reason to help because if I didn't have them, I would be more angry at all of you. So their, <laughs> their assistance is a necessary thing because they, they vet the. They know when it's serious. I get the serious stuff. Yeah, they yeah. can deal with you on the low key easy stuff and just stroke your egos a little bit and then i get the serious stuff
0: that's so true to be honest and one thing from the players perspective that's cool about that is is when you select like a new student therapist and they come into the program seeing the amount of of change in them from year one to year four um, that's something I've always noticed as a player. And I bet you could probably say that from the other side as a therapist, looking at players and, you know, four years is a long time. And, and most of us are young kids in school. So, um, that, that's always been cool to see. Uh, I,
1: lo- I love it. Yeah.
0: It, and, and some of them have, have like, you know, like they're helping you run that, that therapy room yelling at players got some of them got lineups and everything for their prestigious tape jobs. It gets pretty intense. Uh, In the locker room, you guys are pretty much like right around the corner from each other. After everyone clears out, you guys are both usually still in there, and and you guys obviously are are working for a similar cause and spend some time together. What's it like being able to kind of have a a great friend to work with and and go through all of this with? Matt, if you want to start us off with that.
2: Oh, I couldn't do it. If I didn't like the if I didn't like the therapist, I'd be in trouble.
0: Because <laughs> you guys are around right. each other a lot.
2: Yeah, Jen, Jen, um, Jen's my confidant. Um, <laughs> my Dr. Phil.
0: Yeah. When, yeah. when someone's messing up or comes to you with some crazy equipment problem five minutes before kickoff on game day, and you guys um, got a lot of yeah. <laughs> That
2: too. That too. Hundred percent. I vent one hundred percent to Jen.
0: Oh yeah, that would be huge (laughs) because I I couldn't imagine like being in a role where you're pretty much the only person who carries out the responsibilities of that role. And then you have over a hundred people coming to you on a regular basis, just demanding your attention. That would be not fun.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's hilarious because like, you know, guys expect you to be like, like when i walk in the locker room and i see guys who like i'm socially like i get along with
1: yeah it's
2: one thing but then 10 minutes later when everything's going and you know the you know i have to be running full speed i have no problem swinging the hammer at that same individual and they're like like fish like who are you like (laughs) we were just talking 10 minutes ago i'm like yeah but now I'm working and now you're making my life way more difficult. I love so we it. can be friends, but I don't like you right now. And <laughs> you're going to get your shit together.
0: Yes, Fish. Yeah, that is just perfect. And, and again, as a player, I can vouch this is true. Don't get in Fish's way. Um, no. Jen, you got anything to add on that side of things?
1: Um, bringing it back to the working relationship i think yeah. it's the same for me is you know when to get out of the way of fish and then i know when to help him so i think hey. keeping a good working relationship is when to be able to call him on his bullshit and then also be able to support as necessary i think we both do a good job of that
2: oh that's awesome i love that so sometimes, sometimes you need that lady's touch especially when you have uh, assistants <laughs> who don't dress properly for work <laughs>
0: That's true. That's true. And, and sometimes you, you got some assistance uh, from the team. Shout out Noel. He was helping you out for a while and he did a great job. Yeah, he did. And, and I think he's back in pads now too. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so moving from, you know, you guys, your responsibilities with the team, how you got to the team and, and just your, your professional relationships within the team and stuff. Uh, let's get to some, you know, enticing conversations. Uh, Either one of you can really start off if if you have a key answer. But can any of you remember a time where a player came to you with a question or or a concern and they finished speaking and you were just looking at them and and it was like, what are you saying to me?
2: Yeah, every first year that ever walks into my office on the first day of training camp. (laughs) I
1: have uh, to I, 100% first day training camp is like beat your head against the wall day for me too.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, well, where I'm from, we were Rydell Speeds. Wonderful. So do you want to go back there? Because I have a wall full of shots. So what do you want to do? Do you want to grab a toolkit and help me on the sideline? Are you going to put on a shot and get on the field? Oh,
0: those shots are great.
2: And yeah, In all honesty, they're, they're way better now than they were when I first took over. Yeah. Um, we had some real dinosaurs on the wall. Some Apex uh, Not even. Try DNAs, bro. Oh, let's uh, go. I still got a, a whole box of them that are still technically legal that I don't make you guys wear. So we it's... Um, yeah. So, no, honestly, like, it's hilarious to me that these kids... that. Like I love the first years because they're good and there's good and bad that come with them. Mm-hmm. The bad is you know trying to, for lack of a better term, break them in and get them to understand like the way things roll around. Yeah, Laurier.
0: everything and is learned.
2: And the good part is is that they don't have like they don't typically have that attitude that most veterans do. You know, mm-hmm. I'm the vet. I go to the front. I get this. Yeah, I get to go in Fisher's office when
0: whenever he's not there <laughs> which yeah. hey don't do that uh, don't do that
2: no never, don't do that
0: if if you're a young player and you're listening to this never go in fish's office um and with with that is, is there you know you said you're you're intentionally noticing when first years come in or and I think I know the answer to this do you ever like have like a premeditated oh I'm gonna like grill this guy and see what he does kind of thing
2: Jen you want to go first
1: I don't think I I grill anybody but I definitely with anybody new on the team I I like to play the game of picking out what position they are based on the look and the way that they act okay really good at picking out like the wide receiver group has this, like, persona oh. before they even get on there. And they're, like, usually the tall, <laughs> lanky kids that, like, think that the world revolves around them. That's um nice. <laughs> the, the more joking, uh, bigger guys are going to be the D-line. Uh, the, but the weird like, the, big guys the, are definitely the, the funny ones, like, they want to crack the jokes. I'm like, oh, you're Don D-line for sure. <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, so <sighs> – First day of training camp, I no matter what, I I can peg what position the athletes are in. Nine times out of ten. There might be a few that get me off guard, but I'm like, oh, yeah, you're going in that okay. group for sure.
0: Okay. And I don't think I've ever gotten my, like, like I, I think you've grilled me a bit, Jen. And definitely I've been grilled by fish. I think the very first time I talked to you, fish, you almost made me go to the washroom. Um, you know what? I think the very first time I walked into your office, I asked you a question, Fish, and you said, who the fuck are you?
2: <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's a couple of things that happen, and it's, it's honestly like...
0: They'll walk into the office.
2: Yeah, that's, like that was my first, first years, will walk into my office, and they'll say, you know, I need this. And that's like, and typically it happens at a time when I have a line of guys. Oh, hey, uh, I'm here, and I need this now. okay great so all these other guys were here before you and they need this too so you can get in line literally And, and um go ahead
0: one one thing i can add to that fish is from being a player in the locker room for this would have been my fifth year um and and similar to what you said there about the first years is is showing showing them how laurier operates and how this will go for them um like definitely everything's earned within our program and and with the way you interact with the team i would say almost like interacting with fish is earned (laughs) you can't you can't not have a pleasant interaction with fish until you know you've worked your way up a bit and i i think that's almost like a what do i call it like a uh a, a ceremony of of being announced as a Laurier football player when you can walk into the locker room and be like, stop, Fish. And Fish says, oh, hey, man.
2: Yeah, honestly, like, so the first thing that I do with players is I don't grill them, but when they come into my office, the first time I'm meeting you, I say, how's it going? Where are you from? Position do you play? Like, I kind of grill them like that. And it's very nice, like, very – unless I'm in a really bad mood based on whatever's <laughs> happening that day, typically like, I just want to like know who you are and I gauge who I am based off of your responses. So if you're like, like yeah, like I'm from Brampton and da da da, instantly I want to know what high school you went to. Cause that's where I, that's where I came from. And like, I okay. want to know where you played and like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a walk on this year and I'm horrible with names. I usually remember names by third year. And so, <laughs> Being that this kills this kills me now but that's like, part of the, part of the to,
0: earning that <laughs> you gotta earn yeah for, well, to remember who you are
2: well you gotta think of it this way like when every single year like liam i don't know how many guys you came in with that are that would still have been there this fall but for, say yeah every we've year lost we a get, good
0: amount for sure
2: yeah every year we get 30 to 40 recruits if not like more and then by year three you're down to 10 or 15 from that class because mm-hmm. you know guys who thought they were special didn't dress or um injuries or school or whatever the case yeah. is yeah sometimes it's not even because like of a bad thing it's just they decided to go a different direction mm-hmm. and but at the end of the day like i i don't purposely not learn your name it's just there's so many names on a regular basis yeah. i remember one time i i called falls in the middle of the night and i was like hey um, two players just got kicked out to the bar. And he's like, what were their names? And I told him, he's like, Fish, I kicked them off the team last year. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's a good thing. He's like, yeah, I got rid of them. That's why. I was like, okay, well, that's good. I'm grabbing <laughs> out on the team for that. Like, that's great. I don't, I don't pay attention. Like, it, it sounds horrible, but at the end of the day, the guys who start – are at the top of my list of priorities, the guys who dressed are, are second, the guys who are on the bubble are third, and those guys who are on practice roster, or, you know, are never going to dress, they're like the bottom. And... and- not to say they're not important. Yeah, it's just that in a room full of a hundred guys, exactly. And I only have twenty-four yeah. hours in a day, and I only spend six of them at football. Maybe. Yeah,
0: you still work a full-time job. Just had a daughter a couple of years ago, or a year or so ago. Like you got enough on your plate, and then you come after a full day's work to deal with a hundred people. You got to prioritize somehow, for sure.
2: Yeah, exactly. And so the things that matter are, are the game to, like. What's gonna? What, where's the money? The money's on the field on game day. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody cares how well you practice except for coach, right? At the end of the day, coach doesn't keep his job because you practice well.
0: That's so true. Yeah. So Saturdays is where the the bread is won. That's for sure. Um, and and Jen, with with you, uh, it's, it's it's a similar thing, um, except you know you don't really get um the opportunity to to prioritize sometimes because obviously you know health care and and the the well-being of the physical bodies of the players isn't something you can just um prioritize as needed i guess it's some something steal your attention whether you need them to or want them to or not um, is there ever a time where you know young players uh expect certain things out of your therapy room or expect unreasonable things
1: yeah i think if we could like have a handout before we got in that would be fantastic but um again i only have two i still only have two hands i have the same amount of hands that fish has but um a lot of people come in with stuff i don't know if they've seen medical people before or they come in and say oh well my physio has been treating me for the last three years and my shoulder come dislocates once a year what's wrong with Um, that so can you like, just fix me up? I'm like, well, wh- what do you mean for the past three years? Like, and, and I'm not just going to put a bandaid on that and put you out there too. So I kind of have to take the short-term gains and the long-term gains all mm-hmm. together. Um, and I have to be a, I have to be the the athlete's thought process 10 years from now um, mm-hmm. and not just, not just about winning games or doing whatever that moment I have to kind of think beyond that. Yeah. Um, And it doesn't matter really what position you are, what year you are. um, We have to take into account everybody's health. And and that's where, again, my students help a lot with that. I can, I can delegate and give them tasks as long as I've shown them things before. Um, And as long as we have good communication, then we can normally get to everybody in a reasonable time. But um, some years are more difficult than others. Yeah. Uh, based on how diligent athletes take care of themselves yeah, or do the sure. things that i 'm actually saying
0: yeah
1: um, it 's starting to be a lot there's there 's so much education for you guys out there now of prevention stuff and and things that you can do so if you don 't do it i have to it 's not on me it 's not mm-hmm. my football career i've i 've done a lot with it, so um, I have to start kind of giving you guys tools, and if you don 't use them then it's a short season it's it's, sure. it's in and out real quick so if goes you don't stay far. at at top of your game it's it goes in and out real quick
2: so and, and that's something yeah I but week end by week too. three it feels like it's been a year for <laughs> yeah, us doing this stuff
1: true. absolutely yeah for us i believe guys,
2: that
0: a lot i believe that and And i I can attest to that being a player with a couple missing labrums, and you know you you keeping me in one piece over the last couple of years um, it 's definitely something that 's uh, apparent by the work you do I, I have a question for you, Jen. Um, you seem you know extremely professional, very great at your job, and you 've done amazing things now, Have you ever been proven wrong by any of your players? <clears throat>
1: There was this one really annoying player that won't let it go that okay. I may have been slightly um, off with something that I said, but he might've caught me on like a wrong, uh, like an off day. And yeah, it happened it, like once in a blue moon.
0: I bet you that player is smart potentially he might guy. be running this. Okay.
1: I'm not sure if he's smart, but I think he is running these podcasts. Would, so we'll I, give him a little bit of credit. I would debate
0: the smart thing too. Intelligence is a large gray area. <laughs> Um, so moving moving past that, it's lacking. <laughs> That's great. Um, we'll get to the the end here. Um, well, I have two more questions left, kind of. So one do you guys have like a favorite position group? Jen, you were kind of pointing out how, how all the different groups have different personalities and fish your office is right in the O-line, O-line row or whatever you want to call that. And you used to be an O-lineman. So you kind of understand that breed a bit. Uh, Do you guys have a certain favorite position group within the team and why?
2: I always, I always give the O-line the best I can. Um, When I played uh, at Laurier um, as a center, we, uh, we would fight the quarterbacks for the for our, for a ball that we were given to snap because we didn't throw it around like they did. So it was always nice, and mm-hmm. they were they would come over to take and be like, "You don't need a nice ball. You don't need a ball at all." And yeah. so for us, it was just like what? No, like our work is just as important as yours, literally, more. exactly. And, um, and so like i always i am well aware that o line are always at the bottom of the of the total pole when it comes to anything
0: but they' first everything they should get some nice things with equipment so that's 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 solid
2: exactly they 're forgotten everywhere, so I try and make sure that you know if I have nice new equipment i'll look to the to the starting o line first mm-hmm. if it's like a size obviously i 'm not going to give them a medium when i 've seen most of our <laughs> o linemen so um but at the end of the day like um the offensive line is one of my favorites. Um, I try and give them more perks, pick their own lockers types of things, whereas mm-hmm. most other positions I assign. Those mm-hmm. kinds of things.
0: Oh, that's sick. And and hey, being a football player, that's so true. Them OL boys, they get forgotten a bit, uh, and, and they do a lot of the, the dirty work for the team. So they definitely deserve that. What about you, Jen? You seem like you just love wide receivers
1: um no and <laughs> my so going through school I always got placed with D-line uh University of Buffalo I was with D-line uh Argo was with D-line so that just seemed to be the position that like I just got assigned but like a fun they group. were very it, I liked it yeah. uh yeah it's a very like joking around but then new like when game time came it was like super serious and like intense yeah. um and I, so, I, I I, think I would stick with D-line.
0: Yeah. Geez, um, an O-line, D-line battle in here.
1: But I do – I completely understand what Fish is saying. I think the O-line gets kind of glossed over a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. So, they have, like, a soft spot for me um, just – they don't get the, uh, the shout outs as much. So I usually, actually, be- the lines.
0: Usually the O-line <laughs> on our team, you know, they're those guys are handling their, their P's and Q's and everything pretty regularly. So they're never people that you'd be chasing too, too much, I think.
1: They're, the O-line is very respectful, responsible, and polite. And those will get you really far in my therapy room.
0: Oh, that's awesome. It must be a lineman thing where you, you just are a better person. Sorry, skilled positions. Jokes um maybe
1: they could pick up a tip from this and start kind of catching on to that yeah
0: literally if any receivers will hear this and echo this no just kidding one one team <laughs> um uh and and moving past that into our final question if there was a, you know a rookie or a young person or something like that listening to this uh, that would be coming onto the team next year, or maybe a rookie that that's on the team this year and hasn't gotten the, the full experience of Laurier football. What's some advice you, you'd put out to them uh, to succeed in, in the program and within the change room and within your rooms?
2: Go ahead, Jen.
1: Um, I would say kind of, I would I would step back a little bit and know that you're you're coming into a family and you have a lot to learn from the people around you that have been around and and so I think you're you're coming from you are a big fish in a little pond and now you're coming into a bigger group so just take a minute to like absorb everything that's going on around you we have been functioning like this for a while so maybe like just be a little bit more receptive to feedback and learning and adjusting mm-hmm. and that will take you really far don't come in like you have something to prove or something to say everybody is we again we're a family we're all on the same side we're all working towards the same goal we want to win sure. i, I want to win fish wants to everybody wants to win so if you um, don't you're we're ready. all well yeah then you're not in the right spot if you're yeah. not going to win. So, Um, just kind of take a step back and know that we're all, I mean, fish and my job, we're literally only there to help you. Like, Mm -hmm. there's no reason I have, there's no personal gain for me. Um, besides the joys of winning on game day. So Mm -hmm. just take a minute and, 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 and and listening to the stuff that we say, um, and knowing that it's coming from a good place. I'm not just, when I say stuff, I'm not just listening. I don't want to just hear what I have to say. I already know this stuff. So if I'm trying to help you, then if you could just, listen to it because it will benefit you in the long term I think that's okay. the,
0: again you doing. have kept me on the field through through one maybe two labrum tears throughout the last three years so anytime i've heard this or that or rah, 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 it's like now nah, i'm like this is this is what we're, we're trying to do to help kind of thing
1: well and every situation is different too so that's even so though true. you ha- if you know somebody that has gone through this or whatever like I, I am individual for everybody so it takes a bit to kind of work through stuff and everybody's position is different and, and age and strength and height sure. and Everything. so take a minute and take a step back and, and discuss and open communication and, and then maybe don't come talk to me when there's a lineup of 45 guys outside waiting <laughs> to get taped that's probably my best
0: get taped advice. early uh and fish <laughs> what about you any sweet sweet magic words
2: Yeah, honestly, like, I'm not going to say it's a generational thing, but like, you know, um, I I never thought I would say these words, but like, when I played, (laughs) when I played, if the coach comes to you and says, hey, like, you know, I know you're a D lineman, but it's time to, uh, you know, get over on the other side of the ball because that's where we need you or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The mm-hmm. team should always come first, whatever the case is. So, mm-hmm. you know, as a first year, when you're coming in, chances are you're not going to dress. Chances are you're not going to start. If yeah. those things do happen, great. But the chances are they're not. Mm-hmm. So you need to look at it and go, okay, so like, how can I get better? Or how can I help the team? So mm-hmm. when they're saying, you know, don't drink before, if, if you have football the next day you know, put the team first
0: or even left when they're
2: saying, yeah, exactly. And when they're saying, you know, when I come out on the field, the gen comes out on the field and says, listen, we need help with this. Can I mm-hmm. get a hand? And all you guys put your heads down and nobody wants to help. Be the mm-hmm. guy who uh, sticks his ha- like hand up and says, Hey, like, give me a hand. Like I'll give you guys a hand. Yeah, um, sure. Because, you know, I, yeah, I told you, I don't remember names till third year, but last year there was a first year. He was a DB and that kid was clutch. I don't remember his name right now. It's Joel a, it sounds horrible. Joel who? Joel Gilmore. No. Oh, sorry, Gilmore? Joel. I don't think so. It could have been. I don't know. But anyway, there was a first year last year who was great. And he just like, whatever I need help with, he was more than happy to be there. Yeah. And um, so I just like, honestly, when it comes to it, I just say, put the team first before yourself if coach says we need you to play whatever just do it because at the end of the day that's what the team needs and you know you can lose or ride the bench as a receiver or a db or whatever or you can help the team potentially win or see the field as whatever that other position is
0: hey and you're saying that to me and i've i've i'm on my fourth position fourth jersey here Um, i've moved around a good fair amount so um well and that's the truth man
2: I was a defensive lineman in high school. When I got to college, they said, wonderful, but we need an offensive lineman. So you can go down the road or you can play O line here.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And, and, you know, those types of things to me, when I see a player that is selfless, puts the team first, you know, I don't just assign you a number. I don't just assign you a locker. I don't forget you when it comes to nice equipment. I remember, like, this kid cares. Yeah. So I'm going to care. Oh, uh, this kid deserves the good things.
0: That was, that was really well put. And that's so true. And, and, and that, that determines so much of the dynamic within a team, uh, how many guys like that you have uh, that, that will put the team first. And and I think that's a huge part of, of championship football and championship football teams is having that selflessness for sure. Um, you know, caring more about the outcome of, of everyone than just yourself. So. Yeah, it
2: carries over. I mean, you get a receiver that lays a block for a running back downfield. You went, you score a touchdown.
0: Oh yeah, that's like that's... it all just
2: carries over.
0: Oh like, yeah, for I'm not sure. getting the
2: ball, so I'm not going to do it today. Like, yeah, that doesn't work. And the same thing carries into the locker room. Same thing carries all over the place. When we got unload the other game, other sides bus, of
0: life for sure.
2: Yeah, when we got to unload the game bus, all the guys that disappear, I know who they are. Yeah, you guys that empty the bus, I know who they are too.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So you know, yeah. if my boss calls me right now from my day job and says, hey. We don't need you to investigate fraud claims. We need you to sweep the floors the next week. As long as I'm getting paid the same or, you know what I mean, as long as I'm still part of the team and I still got a job to feed my kid.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: And I'll do it. That's yeah. the same, it's the same attitude.
0: For sure. Oh, I love that. That, that, was, that was some great insight there, Fish. Thank you. Um, Preach
1: Fish. That's it. I agree.
0: Tell them, Jen. Um, So I'll tell you guys both. Thank you so much. Um, You know, fish is out here giving us time on a Saturday away from his family. Jen's trying to get some errands done while, while still giving us her time. So thank you so much to the both of you. Um, It was really great having you on here. And uh, uh, yeah, I think it was a solid episode and, and for any listeners Um, next time you're you're paying attention to the football team, just be aware that there is so much more that goes on behind the scenes to allow a football team to function than just the players and coaches. I mean, without Jen and without Fish, uh, we'd probably have 25 healthy people, and those 25 healthy people would be playing uh, in not football equipment. So,
2: (laughs) Yo, one thing. The guy, the first year that was amazing was Del Rizzo. Just saying.
0: Hey, Ethan! Oh, he. Hey, Ethan, you're sick, bro. Shout out Del Rizzo. Uh, he, you're, you're right, cause he's always like that in the gym too. He's just doing his thing. You know, wants to learn. He's a, he's a good young kid. Uh, so yeah, you guys have a great weekend. Thank you again. We'll be back in two weeks with our ninth episode, and that's a wrap.
1: Thanks, Liam. Take care.
0: And that is a wrap on episode eight. Again, a huge, huge thank you to Fish, uh, our equipment manager, uh, and Jen, our trainer. It goes without saying that we wouldn't be too functional on game days or just any day of the week without either of them. But the amount of dedication and and care that both of these um, people put into their jobs is definitely visible, especially on game day. Don't get in their way. Um, So hats off for them for, for giving us some time. Next week, we'll be back with episode nine or not next week in two weeks. We'll be back with episode nine uh, and we're closing in on our 10th episode and 20th week of, of this podcast, which is a pretty exciting thing. We're slowly moving, moving our way uh, into these numbers and, and getting better week by week. So thank you for all of our listeners and and we'll see you soon.